For decades, the United States has been a leader in satellite navigation technology. The U.S. Global Positioning System, or GPS as most of us know it, was initially designed as a military tool and is used for things like missile guidance and drone operation. But the technology has also become indispensable to the lives of civilians, with use cases going far beyond point-to-point -point navigation. GPS is the only constellation that's used for aviation for international flights. There's six billion users around the world that use GPS. GPS is used in all facets of daily life to include telecommunications, to include financial transactions, agriculture, as well as even ride-sharing services and newer capabilities as they come on board. Over the course of the past decade plus, we've seen trillions of dollars of economic activity coming from GPS. A 2019 study estimated that loss of GPS service would constitute a $1 billion per day impact on the U.S. If we had a, an attack on the system, you know, it could really bring so many areas of our logistics and our supply chain, even farming and our transportation system, our airplane system, to grinding halt. But the U.S. is not the only superpower to have developed satellite navigation technology. In 2020, China launched the last satellite needed to complete its own global navigation system, Beidou, which translates to Big Dipper. And experts say it's challenging U.S. GPS in more ways than one. Over the last 20 years, they have moved from putting satellites over China to putting satellites in the region to providing global coverage as of 2020. That is a very rapid advancement. It's not just seen as a military tool, it is seen as a tool of diplomacy. One analyst has called Beidou with Beijing's declaration of independence from the West, and I think that sums it up beautifully. What we're seeing here is very much a statement that China are looking to, to, to reinforce this belief that they've got serious infrastructure to underpin their military ambitions, to underpin their defense ambitions, and also to reassure their allies that they've got the capability to deal with any threat that comes their way. The United States started launching its own navigation satellite systems in 1978, and today we have four different major global systems. That's the Russian system GLONASS, it's the European Galileo, and it's China's Beidou. And China's Beidou is the newest entrant among this constellation of satellite navigation systems. But the United States GPS system was the first, and it has been the, the satellite system of choice for some time. Orbiting the Earth at an altitude of about 12,550 miles, today's GPS constellation is made up of 31 satellites. The satellites work in tandem with a network of ground stations and antennas that are used to monitor, control, and send data to the constellation. Finally, devices equipped with GPS receivers track the radio signals emitted by each satellite to determine the exact location of the user based on how long it takes for those signals to arrive. The more satellites a device can see, the more accurate the location. GPS is owned by the U.S. government and run by the Space Force, an independent military branch that's organized under the Air Force. Historically, the world of satellite navigation technology has been collaborative, with each country or group of countries, in the case of Galileo, offering use of their respective systems to the international community for free. In a civilian capacity, this means that individuals and companies can take advantage of multiple constellations for better accuracy and coverage. But which navigation system a user has access to depends largely on the equipment manufacturer. Your civil phone is able to bring in the GPS constellation, 
They're able to bring in other navigation satellite system like Galileo, like Beto, and they choose to. The phone is doing the selection as to what satellite it's using. You as a user are, are agnostic to it. You just care that it's getting you from point A to point B. Many of the latest phones from manufacturers including Apple, Samsung, and Huawei support all of the global navigation systems. What system a person uses depends on what satellites are in their range at the time, with the phone automatically connecting to the best signal. Still, China has understood the importance of having its own global navigation system for years, says Sarah Sewell, who served as the Undersecretary of State for Civil Security, Democracy, and Human Rights before becoming an executive at venture firm InQtel. The Chinese have said that when they lost the ability to track missiles that they had launched in one of the altercations during the Taiwan Straits crisis, they decided that that was a real wake-up call and that they needed to have their own system in order to be able to ensure continued coverage, the degree of accuracy that they wanted, and to not be relying on another nation for something that was so vital for their military operations. The first Beidou satellites were launched in 2000 and served only mainland China. Now, China's Beidou constellation is made up of 45 operational satellites, with 30 of those being the latest generation BDS-3 satellites. Like GPS, Beidou's satellites work in tandem with a network of about 120 ground stations located around the world. According to Chinese state media, the Beidou system served over 1.1 billion users in 2022. One reason for this wide-scale adoption, experts say, is that China has invested aggressively in subsidizing ground infrastructure and supplying services to countries that are not well served by GPS. There are parts of the developing world, particularly Africa, parts of Asia, sometimes South America, where not only are the American systems not visible because the U.S. constellation is smaller than Beidou's system, but the ground stations that amplify and increase the accuracy of the signal are not existent for GPS, but may exist and increasingly exist for Beidou. Beidou's rapid growth could have some serious implications for the U.S. For one, now that China is no longer reliant on GPS, some experts worry that China may be emboldened to target it. Our GPS system today is very vulnerable, so it would be unfortunately all too easy to disrupt the services of the GPS, spoof the GPS system, and really make it quite difficult and dangerous even for use on the ground. One feature in Beidou's latest satellites that's missing in the U.S. GPS fleet is known as two-way messaging. GPS beams out, to put it really simply. And two-way messaging means that you beam back. And when you beam back, your location is revealed. Currently, this feature is mainly available in China and allows users to send short text messages in areas without ground network cell coverage. The Chinese government has touted use of the technology as a tool for search and rescue missions. But as Beidou matures, experts worry about the system being used in a much more pervasive way. The bigger fear right now is really that you will see a movement into this Beidou system. So you will see a movement of people who suddenly have apps on their phone using this system, and that suddenly just becomes a tracking device and an information device and a surveillance device for the Chinese. And that's, that's something that I think is as dangerous or more dangerous than any sorts of attacks on our own system. If you want to start using the two-way messaging for other kinds of applications, and for example, in the self-driving car scenario, you're talking about transmitting more data, you're talking about being able to 
provide that service and therefore track those locations at a far greater scale than is even imaginable today. And that begins to look a lot like a surveillance capability with privacy concerns. Sewell says that for now, conducting this type of large-scale surveillance is unlikely, as the Beidou system is currently limited by the amount of data transmissions it can handle. Use of Beidou's two-way messaging feature also requires special chips that are currently not widely available in the consumer market, though some electronics makers are beginning to adopt them. Last year, Apple also introduced an emergency SOS text feature in its phones using satellites from U.S.-based satellite operator GlobalStar. Experts say China's expansion of Beidou goes far beyond military might. Like GPS did for the U.S., Beidou is spurring massive economic development in China, to the tune of $156 billion by 2025. Beidou is also helping China secure global influence. China has tied the export of many of its other forms of infrastructure to the kinds of positioning, navigation, and timing data that it provides from Beidou. And it integrates that with China's 5G offerings, and it subsidizes that through its Belt and Road and Digital Silk Road initiatives. Still, some experts stress China's claims about Beidou should be taken with a grain of salt. I think it's really difficult to get an accurate picture of how many countries and how many companies are using Baidu. I think the figures that are officially released have to be treated with a degree of caution. One thing that is for certain, with the amount of satellites that are up there and with the capacity that Baidu now brings, its use is gonna be only getting more and more widespread amongst a large portion of people on the planet. As the oldest global positioning system, it stands to reason that GPS is in need of an update and the government has been working to modernize it. But technical issues in both the satellites and ground infrastructure have caused delays. Out of the 31 satellites that make up the GPS constellation today, so far only six are the newest generation, known as GPS-3. The problem that we're facing right now is less, I think, about a huge technological advantage in China. It's just a technological advantage in satellite orbit. We haven't got these systems up in orbit yet, and China has. In 2008, Lockheed Martin beat out competitor Boeing, which manufactured many of the older GPS satellites, to build the first generation of GPS-3 satellites in a contract worth up to $3.6 billion. The company completed that contract earlier this year, delivering the 10th and last satellite in February. Lockheed is now working on manufacturing 22 GPS-3F satellites, which will feature even more advanced capabilities under a contract awarded in 2018. The entire fleet is expected to be modernized around 2032 or 2033. We continue to look at how to bring in military signals that are giving us better power, better accuracy, better anti-jam. So with GPS-3 coming on with military code, and giving you eight times more anti-jam capability. And then our next version of satellites, GPS-3 follow-on, giving you 60 times more anti-jam capability in a regional area. As things change, we want to ensure that we are ready to make adjustments, whether it be on the ground, whether it be in the user equipment, or whether it be from a satellite perspective, that flexibility is imperative for us to stay ahead of the threat. Meanwhile, improved capability in GPS's civil signals could bolster new use cases, such as artificial intelligence and autonomous cars. The GPS-3 satellites will also have improved search and rescue capabilities. As a co-chair on the House GPS Caucus, 
Representative Cheryl made it a mission to keep the conversation going about the importance of modernizing GPS. Just because it's ubiquitous, just because you use it every day, you can't allow familiarity to breed contempt. You have to invest in it. You have to update it. We have to make sure that that system that we all now rely on so heavily is protected and upgraded and really resilient. We need to use this question about GPS and the meaning of Beto as a way to ask ourselves broader questions about the digital infrastructure that will undergird the world. And I think the bigger question is, what does the West want the critical infrastructure of the globe to look like? And are they comfortable putting much of it in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party?